This is the Non-Microwave Truth, and I am C.L. Whiteside. Let's get into our first world problem right away today. I want you to think about your perfect pastor or the ideal situation for you being in church today. But I got breaking news for you. There's no such thing as a perfect pastor unless you're listening to Jesus. But yeah, we don't have Jesus in the pulpit. We have Jesus in the word of God. We have Jesus in the Bible. But yeah, yeah, not not our pastor doesn't compare to Jesus. Love the pastors out there doing their thing. But yeah. All right. The first situation, though, we'll call this option A, because I want you to think about which one of these situations, which one of these pastors would you prefer? Which one would you pick? This is a little more serious first world problem today. The first one is this option A. This is a pastor who you believe and who you think he seems to be 100 percent in agreement with what the Bible teaches. His biblical doctrine is on point. It's on fire when he's teaching and he's someone that you can trust that they're not going to add. They're not going to take away anything from the Bible. They're going to tell you exactly what the Bible is saying. And they are biblically sound. Their doctrine is on point. But their sermons are really dry and he doesn't always relate to you or very rarely relates to you. This is not the type of guy that you want to go have a beer with or watch the game with. But he does seem to practice what he preaches. That's option A. What about option B? He too happens to be in 100% agreement with what the Bible teaches. And you trust him when he's teaching the Bible. But this pastor has had a crazy past. And what I mean by crazy past, he was, he was a wild boy back in the day. And from time to time, he's in rumors. Rumors, that's not too good. His sermons, though, are very good. He has a dynamic personality. and he, 90-something percent of the time, makes it relatable to you. That's option B. What about option C? This is a pastor who we would say is about 90% in agreement with the Bible when he teaches. Like the doctrinal differences would be stuff like he says don't pray a certain way or don't pray with certain people. Or with communion, he says it represents the body and blood. But if you look in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 to 30, it says it is my body and blood. That's that's Jesus talking. And every once in a while, he does some questionable things to you outside of the pulpit, though. But his sermons are fire. They keep your attention. They're always relatable. The church isn't half-stepping either because it has all the programs that you want. Choir, children's service, the whole shebang. I mean, it's just good. So which option are you picking? So I, I definitely want to hear from you on this one. And I know you probably wonder, what option would I pick? I think I would go with option B, the pastor who is doctrinally sound. He's trusted when he's teaching, but he had that that crazy past and he's in rumors from time to time. Because I'm like, man, they hated on Jesus. So I'm not going to trip about a, a couple of rumors. And and I'm not going to say the past is the past because the past does matter. But at the same time, God's grace and God's love does transform people. And I would be under the assumption or under the impression that this person has been transformed. But who would you pick? Would you pick option A, the pastor who's really about what he preaches, 100% doctrine, super good, but sermons dry and boring. But you know you are getting the truth. Would you pick option B like me? That's the pastor who biblically sound, shady past though, rumors from time to time, but the sermons are on point. Or would you pick option C, the pastor who every once in a while you like, hold up, where does it say that in the Bible? Ah, I don't agree with that pastor, but his sermons always keep your attention 
and they're entertaining and the church has the programs that you like so which one are you picking remember i would love to hear from you on instagram or twitter my handle is champion life 23 and this is our first world problem it is dinner time the title of this episode is i don't recommend and what i was thinking about when i came up with this podcast is just looking at some facts. The facts are, I want to have the best podcast in the game. But what does the best even look like for me? And having a a relationship with a ton of alumni who have now become friends and just thinking about some of my friends, I can't always send them my, my podcast. And there's a realization that everyone just might not like the podcast. The non microwave truth might not be their jam or the particular message that they need to hear at that given moment. So as much as I would love to send my podcast to every friend or every alumni that I talk to, especially when I hear them going through certain things or or just feel like they need to hear some gospel and some pick me up. I realize that this podcast isn't for everyone, but you know, what does trip me out, And I know you're going to feel me on this. Sometimes it's like, you know, a person and because you know that person, they don't want to hear it from you. All of us have been there. But what trips me out is when you've been telling a person something and then they hear it from someone else and then they come back to you like, hey, I just heard this. Like, ain't this the truth? I can't believe this. Like, why? Why has no one ever told me this? And you look at them like, are you serious? I've been telling you that I told you that so many times because you didn't want to hear it from me. And that's OK. I, I don't trip about that anymore. But that's not always the case. But I know that happens to me and I know that happens to you as well. The big thing is, all right, I got the podcast and I want to be the best, be the best in the game. But at the end of the day, I want God's gospel to be spread more than anything. Like That's the number one priority for me. So I have no problem sending someone else another podcast or sending someone else uh, a different pastor or a different message from someone else. Like, I, I don't care who gets the glory. God's going to get the glory anyways. You feel me? And I try to have a wide range of topics and try to hit every topic. But there are so many topics out there that people want to hear about. Or there are so many topics like I just haven't done any research or I'm not an expert on it. So I might as well share something else from someone else who prophetically said it. And it's like, oh, that was good. Like, I got to give them their props. But I just wonder to myself, do pastors ever do this? Like, do pastors ever recommend other pastors sermons to listen to or other messages to hear do they ever ever recommend other podcasts or other bible studies or things of that nature that can spiritually feed people maybe their friends or maybe their members like do they ever do that and this led me to this episode of i don't recommend and what i did is i asked six different pastors this question pastors from different denominations and different backgrounds And the question was this. I painted this scenario that a member comes up to them and says this. Pastor, I'm not feeling this church anymore. These sermons are not good to me and they're just not for me. Like I need to change. I'm going to find another church, but I don't know where to start. And what I did is I asked the pastor, how would he respond to that? Now, some of the pastors I knew were from a certain denomination like Catholic or Lutheran. So I switched it up for them and said, I don't want to deal with any more Lutherans because I knew that there was a chance that they would actually recommend a different Lutheran pastor. So on this episode of I don't recommend 
You can guess what a lot of them recommended. But we're going to look at a lot of the pastor's responses. And believe it or not, even though they were different denominations, different backgrounds, a lot of their answers were similar. Um, one of the pastors or a couple of the pastors actually came back with a series of questions that they said that they would ask that member. Like, what are you looking for in a sermon? What would you do if the sermons hit, but the church had a few false teachings? Like, would you compromise? Because if you would compromise, then style is your idol. Ooh, I thought that was good by one of the pastors. He also recommended reading 1 Corinthians chapter 1 through 4. He said, and then read it twice. And then he said, let's talk about this again. And then I played as a member and I responded. I said, hey, I'm looking for something that relates to now and makes it relatable to me. I told him I don't want false teachings. And then I asked the question, you don't think other churches teach the truth? I shared with him. I just think our personalities are that different. I think our cultures are that different. And I think our perspectives are just that different. And I made sure to tell him I don't think that's bad, but it's just true. And it's part of the reason I think that I'm not connecting with this church or connecting with this pastor anymore. I read 1 Corinthians 1 through 4, which I think all of you should, by the way, because it's very, very good. And I just told him, I feel like it's becoming church is becoming more of a religious activity. I'm just doing a check off the box. And then I pressed the question some more like, hey, do you have some recommendations or some suggestions for other churches besides your denomination for me? And then he's like, hold on, wait, are you playing a part of the person or is this really your situation? And I'm like, no, this is not my situation. And he was like, oh, OK. He said, because I do think if someone actually read First Corinthians chapter one through four, they would be a little more cautious about style and personality passions. And he reiterated the point that every American needs to read those chapters often so that we don't become church snooty. And then he said, hey, if you did do all of that stuff that I recommended, he said, I would research some other some other churches in our denomination via podcast or live streams. And he said, figure out a good fit. Then he would suggest three to four options. And he said, you got the major advantage, especially, and I, I think this is true too, if you are in a city. If you are in a big time city, we used to joke around about this. In the hood, every block has a liquor store or a church. So you should have no problem finding different churches. We just usually don't want to put in that work. And I shared with a few of the pastors that what I really had in mind were former students and, and alumni. And I want to text them or email them some sermons. Would it be better for me to send them a sermon that I know is on point? I listened to the sermon. There was nothing doctrinally bad or in disagreement with the Bible. I don't know what this pastor always preaches. I know this sermon was fire. I know that this sermon will keep their attention the entire time. I know that this specific sermon that I sent them is doctrinally sound versus sending them a sermon where I think that denomination is always doctrinally sound. But it's going to be super boring. It's not going to keep their attention. And the chances of them actually watching it is slim to none. And some pastors definitely addressed that question that I asked them. But I'll tell you about that later on this episode of I Don't Recommend. Because before we get into that, I want to share with you some questions that some pastors told me that they would ask this member who said, hey, I don't want to go to your church anymore. Your sermons are weak. They're boring. They don't relate to me. Uh, can you rec some, recommend some other churches for me? Some more questions they said is, you have to ask the person before you leave, have you been attending Bible class, Sunday school, church on a regular basis, and any other spiritual enrichment that the church has to offer? He said, because oftentimes people who complain about not getting fed are the same people who are not even coming to the table. Can I get an amen? 
some other questions that were brought up were, do you have your own personal prayer time, your own personal devotion time, your own personal Bible study time? In real life, shepherds feed their sheep, but also sheep feed themselves. If you only depend on your shepherd or pastor to feed you, you won't be as spiritually healthy as you should be. And one of the pastors, he shared a jewel. He said, oftentimes we complain about what's missing in our church instead of us being what's missing in our church. Too many people transfer from church to church, but the Lord has called us to transform, not transfer. Whoo, that was good. We should be transforming, not transferring. Whoo, that was, yeah, that was good. Too many people ask what the church can do for me when we should also ask what we can do for our church to make it better for everyone. And something that a pastor pointed out, he said, it's not just what you hear in the sermon. It should be the peace and comfort pointed to our church's body or our church's denomination's view of baptism and communion. The sermons, the services, the teachings and practices should all take our eyes off of ourselves and lead us to fix our eyes solely on Jesus as the source of our hope, our confidence and our salvation. And he came up with another question. He said, so my question would be, what are you looking for from this church body in general? And I think all of the pastors, for the most part, came up with the what, what should we be looking for? And a pastor said sermons should be focusing our hearts and souls on the proper food for our soul. Sin and grace, law and gospel, they should always be pointing you to the solution to your problems, your sin, your heartaches, your worries. That solution being Jesus, because he's the only one who can give you the comfort, the peace and the confidence that you can have in this life and for eternity in him. If you're not hearing that in this church body sermon, that's a problem and it should be addressed. But if you are hearing that, what more are you looking for in a sermon was the question he asked. Because a couple of pastors like, do you have itching ears? And if you're like, what do you mean by itching ears? Itching ears would be sinful things or things that go against the Bible that tell you what you want to hear. And that's something that the Bible definitely warns us against. That's Second Timothy four, verse three, that says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That means you surround yourself with people that's going to tell you it's a mess so you can do your mess. And something that is unique that a pastor said was, you know, our job as a pastor, our job as believers is to always urge people to follow God over emotions, opinions or perspectives. He was like, if God is leading you to leave, then obey God. But if you have a reason behind it, then check what your source is. And they weren't necessarily a fan of that response when I kept saying, you know, I wanted to re relate to me and to my life. And I think all of them were like, well, if you read the Bible, you will see that it still relates to you. But you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to relate to, to my life. I want you to break this down in a sense of. I know it doesn't talk about Instagram or TikTok in the Bible, but that's the type of issues that I have. Or tell me or show me how I'm like Peter in the Bible or how situations today are a lot like situations back then. Talk to my life. Talk to my culture. Talk to my perspective that I'm battling and I'm constantly seeing on a daily basis. And that's the beauty of being in America. That's the beauty of all the different choices that we have. And a pastor made sure to point out the fact that he says, you know, we do have freedom to choose between faithful churches. He was like, it's a fact. Sometimes we connect better with a certain way of communicating. He said, if it's all true, then it's all good. Go ahead and make the switch. Go ahead and do what you have to do. 
But with that perspective, I think that I have to check myself with this a number of different times. Because I, like I told y'all before, sometimes I just want to go to church, get the word, get in and get out. Like I really don't want to do anything else. I don't even care about fellowshipping with different people. I just literally want to hear a good sermon and get out of there. But I have to be reminded, and the pastor did that for me. He said, church isn't all about me, nor is the entire day of church wrapped up around its pastor. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So you and I should always want to go to a church where people hold to Jesus teaching and are properly and accurately speaking God's word. So for me, after researching this, after asking several different pastors from several different denominations and different backgrounds and different cultures, I kind of always thought it was like a competitive thing. Like, I don't want to recommend another pastor to you. I don't want to recommend another sermon to you because that means all of a sudden I'm going to lose a member or a listener. And sometimes I think that's the case. But I definitely understand and have a completely different perspective to think about as well. And I think every single pastor said they would not recommend a member going somewhere else or would be very cautious about sending a member another sermon of someone who's famous like a a Michael Todd or a Steve Furtick or a Andy and Charles Stanley or a Sarah Jacob Roberts because they were not 100 percent sure on what their doctrine was or where they stood from a doctrinal standpoint. They said they did not want to send someone something that could be unsound doctrine. So if it wasn't of the same denomination, meaning like Catholic to Catholic, Lutheran to Lutheran, they they definitely were not going to recommend some. And for the non-denominational, one of them was like, you know, me personally, I really don't know any other churches. Neither do I know what they are teaching. He said, so I wouldn't want to do it. He said, I'm very strong on my responsibility to cover a soul. So if I recommend another church that I'm not aware of what's going on and they get harmed there, then I'll feel convicted because I suggested it. And a lot of them talked about a slippery slope. And I shared with you before, not just on this on this episode, but on episodes before that I send friends sermons and, and podcasts on the word from different denominations and different people. And doctrinally, I don't always know where that church or that pastor is on every single doctrine. Obviously, the sermon that I sent the person, I know where that doctrinally because I listened to it. And on this episode of I Don't Recommend, it made me think, do you know where you're at from a doctrinal standpoint? Do you know where the church you belong to is from a doctrinal standpoint? And again, doctrine just means like what you really believe. Because I've literally had conversations with, with family about doctrine or even alumni. They might send me something and say, hey, this sounds this sounds fishy or I don't know about this. This seems a little off to me. I don't see this in the Bible anywhere. Do you know where this is at in the Bible? And I've also done that with certain things and certain sermons that I've heard. Send it to one of my pastor friends and they break it down for me where I realize like, oh, this is a reach. But that only happens from having a foundation of knowing what you believe knowing what the word says and to know what the church body you belong to or associate with the most claims to believe. I I get it now. Like I get why pastors don't recommend other churches outside of their denomination or affiliation for the most part. I do wish they would collab a little more and, you know, maybe borrow styles or discuss the differences from time to time though. Because at the end of the day, like first Corinthians chapter one verses 10 through 17 talks about It's not about the leaders of the church and who you follow. I follow this person. We are trying to follow Christ. And to close this episode of I Don't Recommend, 
I'm going to read to you one of the summaries and one of the reasons from a pastor on why he talked about not recommending certain churches or churches outside of his denomination. And he said, I would encourage such an individual to compare and contrast the content of sermons, services, and official church teachings between my denomination and other church bodies. He says they will likely find a noticeable contrast between them. The issue is that in other Christian church bodies, the differences can be subtle. It might sound good and biblical, but it's still off. He compared it to a builder being off by a half inch when laying a foundation. By the time you have reached the end of that foundational wall, you're off by quite a bit in the end. Doctrine matters. Content matters. That should be the most important thing when looking for any church and following any pastor. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of I Don't Recommend, but best believe you better recommend the non-microwave truth. <laughs> I'm just playing. Well, not really. But uh, peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.